welcome back, everybody. Everybody's listening, watching on the on the YouTube. I've never I've never introduced a podcast ever like that. But that's how we're doing it. Welcome back on We Talk. I'm your host, Matthew Winter. And I'm here with two guests. Are two guests at this time? Never have two guests on at the same time. But today is the first day that we have two guests. Look, I'm really bad at introductions. Look, the Stepmate Boys. Great. You did well. You Look, did thank well. you guys. Mark, Sebastian, we're, we're back here. <laughs> the oh, there we go. Mark, yes. You're nuts. Stepmates, boys, here on the Onwe podcast. How are you, Matty? What are you doing, mate? Oh, mate, I'm here after a big day at work, working at the working at McDonald's. Serving food. Do you work at Macca's? Oh, fuck yes, mate. Oh, mate. Holy shit. Mate, what's the biggest secret you've got? Tell me everything. <laughs> um. Oh, fuck. Um, it's not... It's not pig fat. It's actually cream in the ice cream. Wait, why am I giving a positive, a positive spin on the goals? That is a good thing. On that corporate ladder. Look, I've already been in trouble for almost not slandering the McDonald's name. Just a few crew people here and there, but like not in a bad way. Just like you know. So now it's positive facts. It's just you know what? Not pig fat. Actually, cream. Delicious cream. They should put that on a poster. It's not pig fat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have a picture of a McFlurry coming down <laughs> into a cup, like a big giant white turd. It's not actually pig fat. It's real cream. <laughs> it's, and it's, it'll get publicity of some sort, and all publicity exactly. is good publicity. But no, I don't think you can't really slander McDonald's anymore because no matter what, even with the pig fat and the chicken nugget stuff, and um, you know there was that thing going around where the Big Mac is technically a confectionery. Um, it's not stopping anyone from going into Mac. They're uncancelable. <laughs> They're uncancelable. They're cancel too big Macca's. to fail. You can't fucking cancel Ronald. It's done. <laughs> you really can't. And I just, you know, he's unstoppable. He's like, you know, um, who's who's someone else who's unstoppable? Um, well, as you know, everyone's getting cancelled these days. There's no one Bill who's Bert, really, Bill Bert, you know, like Bill. But there we go. Bill Burr's a lot of the Bill Burr, Like McDonald's is the Bill Burr of uh, yeah. fast food restaurants. Two big redheaded clowns. <laughs> they cannot be fucking. They cannot be cancelled. Holy fuck. Oh, but maybe one day. Like if maybe, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe it's one day. It's for us all. It's coming for us all, really. Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> down the it days till cancelled. No, exactly right, boys. Um. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just looking at the camera and you just nodded at me to go, Mark, yeah, and got, and, I, and I'm going I'm going to go. You know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> fucking this is my podcast. I'm going to buy the horns. Do you know how many guests I've come on and try to take over my podcast? Fucking too many everyone <laughs> everyone thinks they're just bigger than on we but they're not they're not, they're not. And we're not they're we're not we're definitely no, you're not mate, you're from no. stone right you the, it's the fucking horse riding capital of australia mate you know how to ride the rough ones this is gonna be a rough one we're gonna it buck is, a little bit, we but, are uh, gonna buck in. <laughs> we're gonna buck a little bit but this is gonna be a rough ride at the end i reckon famous and we'll, we'll <laughs> walk into the paddock and break our horse it'll be yeah. good Oh, bloody oath. Um, you know, if anybody who's probably listening, they're probably thinking, oh, these guys are just two guys who also have a podcast because you guys are, you know, you're pretty chipper. You're pretty, um, you know, you're pretty good broadcasty boys, but that's not what you guys do for a living. Can you explain to my five listeners what you boys do? We're McDonald's food reviewers. Yeah, um, yeah. We're secret shoppers. We're predominantly what we secret do. Secret shoppers. We are lobbyists for, for the fast food industry. Yeah. Um, no, we uh, we we uh, we do have a podcast called the Stepmates Podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all good uh, uh, podcast providers. But we are the we also have an animation studio uh, called Stepmates Studios. We like to keep it all very similar branding. Uh, and we we created a show last year called Regular Old Bogan. 
that I think about four or five people watched. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're getting, you know, fairly mixed reviews from those four or five people, but they watched it. Uh, so that was on Channel 7 uh, last year. Was it last year? That was last year. It was the end of last yeah. year. Fuck, time flies. Um, was it launched on Channel 7 or was it launched on, on 7 Mate? It was launched on 7, seven Mate. Well, we so, say yeah. Channel 7 because that sounds bigger, but oh, seven, Channel 7 paid for it. So Yeah, Mummy oh, and Daddy God. paid for it. Mummy and Daddy. Um, but uh, 7 Mate broadcasted it. Uh, and then now we've, uh, we've ventured off and we're making some more series. Uh, we're making some different stuff. There may even be a potential for a season two of regular old Bogan, but it's all... Uh, a little bit up in the air at the moment. Australian television is not in good shape. Uh, Fuck no. It's and absolutely it's, not. And uh, just being from on the inside of Channel 7 as well, they still firmly believe that the 7 Plus app is going to be a big contender against Netflix and Amazon Prime. It's coming. The 7 Plus app is going to be a big competition for them. Uh, and as a client, they have they don't have a great deal of solvency and uh, their long-term strategy is a bit dubious. Um when they keep popping out the shows that they re- regularly do. But, hey, we'd love them to give us another contract. We, yeah. We, we, no, we pump them up wherever we can. Of course. Of course, <laughs> boys. Look, exactly. even if it's a bit it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a sugar coating, we got yes, there. Yeah. You got there, look. It's yeah. all we, – we love you, Channel 7. And if Channel we 7 wants it. to give me a show, I'd love to do a late-night talk show on Channel 7. Like, I think of me as, as Rove, but – but <laughs> but not – not as like fun, that. probably not as funny. In, in all honesty, he's he's a funny guy. Well, he hasn't. Rove's really struggled to keep another show on the air. Uh, yes, he has. He well, really he struggled. Had, so he had Rove Rove live, but then moved over to LA. Is that right? And he had Rove LA, and it was like Australian Rove, but just interviewing Hollywood celebrities. And no one gave a fuck. <laughs> exactly right. Rove over in LA in America in general, because I think he was leaning very heavily into the I'm Australian, isn't that adorable? Hmm. And I don't think that really worked. And I remember when I went to the States, uh, it was like 10 years ago, I went into a into a law office because I'm a, I'm a former lawyer and I was working at a, at a little legal office over in the States. And I walked in there and I thought it would be really funny. G'day, everybody. And, you know, oh, where's the crocodiles? And trying to be really, you know, really Australian. And they they bullied me. Like I was um, <laughs> I, I was the most hated man in the office because I was Australian. Um, they don't care. They just, you know, we think that it's cute and, uh, and appealing, but... Yeah, they they just couldn't care less. Australians overseas are by far the worst people overseas, regardless of wherever it is, whether it's Bali, London, America. We're the worst. Why is that? Why do you, why do you say that? I have no idea. I think it's a <laughs> it's a strange combination, probably, of alcohol. Um, and the, I don't know. There's a strange. There's no national pride within the borders. But the second we go international, we suddenly have all of this international pride. Like I saw, I saw these two fat bitches walking down London, middle of the night with an Australian flag. How the fuck they got the flag? And why the fuck are they walking down the street? And they're screaming, I'm Australian! That's no what they cares. did. No one <laughs> gave a fuck. Like, it's the motherland. No one gave a fuck. Um, it was very strange. And I, I remember that moment. I was like, we are, we are not good value. Um, overseas. And we did an episode of regular old Bogan about it as well. It was basically our Bali episode was how Australian tourists are ruining Bali. Um, and we stand by it. Highly, highly recommend the show, by the way, guys. Regular old Bogan. Oh, um, thanks, buddy. You watched it. Of course I did. Oh, amazing. 
It's good shit, of course. I, I, I think. Yes, I did. That's okay. That's better for us, actually. Look, it's 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 good. Look, look, any watch is a good watch. If it goes okay. from five people watching to six, look, you've you've made it, boys. Then you then you've boost made it, mate. Boost those numbers. Yeah, we've got we got it out there. It's not actually pig fat. Did you know that? No, it's <laughs> no, it's not. It's crazy, isn't it? You wouldn't believe it. I can't believe it's not pig fat. Oh. You can't believe it's pig fat. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up with you guys was, what oh. made you sort of want to? go into sort of like starting to make animations because it all started for those who don't know was the youtube channel it was you know stepmates on youtube and you guys like without you know trying to hurt your egos and that like there's not all or lack thereof it's a pretty small following like compared to many many other animation channels out there it's a pretty small following but i guess it's interesting that um like if i looked at that channel and then saw you guys at a tv show i'd, I'd be thinking what the fuck because that's what I thought. Like, what the fuck? What was the process of just making animations on YouTube to getting it on television? Because in Australia, it's a, it's an interesting market as well. Absolutely. Well, that was that was part of the. I mean, when we got the call from the the guys at Channel Seven, that was a big part of what we had to explain to them. Because we we had this one guy who was really batting for us there. And then there was like an older guy who was like the senior head of comedy at Channel 7. And he was like, you guys, you, you don't have that many views. Yeah. So it was very, we were very transparent about it. Because um, we did, we walked in there and going like, you know, the, the the series that we did called Fighting ISIS, we walked in there and it's got like, it's got, it's got over 100,000 views. And <laughs> <laughs> we tried to swing our dicks around a little bit. And they were like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not that impressive, fellas. Um, but no, it, it all started, man. We, we were filming stuff back in the day. Sebi and I used uh, we still do live with each other now, but uh, we used to live in this house called the Brotherhood, which was this old slum uh, of a house. And uh, just one day we just decided to start filming some stuff together. Um, we basically made this little porno with stuffed dolls. Um, and we did like, uh, they were like plush dolls and we made them, it was like made a full narrative and a story. And we, we did a cum shot with fluff and it went all over the bear's face. It was amazing. And then that's what we knew. We were like, we got to do more of this shit. So we started filming some sketches with these two guys, Will and Woody, who are now on um, Kiss FM. And we joined forces with those guys and we started making sketches. Uh, and we got a little bit of traction with those stu that stuff. We were filming some stuff here and there. We did a, um, a, a video for the St. Kilda Football Club. We did a video for Bill Shorten when he was running for Labor leader just after they lost to Tony Abbott. Far out. Uh, we picked, we were picking up jobs here, there and everywhere. And then on the, on the way home from, we were filming a comedy festival show for, uh, for Scott Dooley, uh, who's a dickhead. And, uh, we were really tired, really fed up with doing this show. And, uh, Sebi put the, the camera gear on top of the car and we were just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Uh, and I drove away and as I was reversing back, we heard like a bang and we're like, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's just go. And then uh, three weeks later, we realized that we didn't have a camera anymore. So we, we had, you know, that was probably $10,000 worth of camera gear gone Fuck. and three weeks ago as well. Like, so there was no way of getting it back. No. Um, so then we, we turned to animation purely out of necessity. Uh, we wanted to keep making some sketches online. We still wanted to do that sort of stuff. Um, and we still wanted to keep making stuff with each other. Uh, and, and, and we, we had a couple of ideas too that were, we didn't think you could ever film them. So we had this one idea that was like, it was, it was really dumb, but it was like Jesus um, and the 12 disciples at the last supper. And it's just everyone sitting there and then Jesus turns around and he's like, you know what, I want to, I'm going to grab the palmer. 
And it was a really dumb idea for a sketch, but we're like, if you're going to film that, you need the, the best production quality ever. Like you need to build the set, you need the costumes, you need the actors, you know, it's a whole fuck around for this dumb little joke. And then we had this thing called a Palmer moment when we realized like, holy shit, you can just animate the fucking painting and then you can skip all the bullshit. Like you don't need the production quality. Like you don't need the actors. And they're the stories that we really wanted to tell as well. Like big scale stories, big, big scale narratives. Uh, so then we, we decided to put ourselves um, up against it and we decided to write uh, Fighting Isis, which was about four racist middle-aged Australian bogans who go over to the um, Middle East to fight ISIS, literally just kick the piss out of ISIS. Uh, and we, we ended up doing it. It was five by 10 minute episodes. So 50 minutes altogether. It was just Seb animating. Uh, it was just us here at home. I think the total budget was 18 bucks um, <laughs> that we had for it. And we thought we were going to be able to do it in six to eight months, maybe nine months max. It took us 18 months. And we finally got it out there. We pushed it out to a few film festivals. We ended up getting into the Melbourne Web Fest, uh, which we thought was just going to be a bit of a goof anyway. Like we're not a huge, huge fan of uh, film festivals anyway because they're a bunch of wankers. And like this was no no different. This was still a bunch of wankers. But uh, we went there, pointed a few fingers, had a bit of a laugh. Uh, we ended up picking up a few little awards, which was pretty funny. And then The Guardian picked us up. Like they wrote yeah. an article. It was like best web series of the year from I think it was the Cattering Show to Fighting ISIS. So we were in the title. And then that's the article that Channel 7 ended up seeing. And then they got in touch. They just gave, they sent us a message saying, uh, what are your plans with the show, Fighting ISIS? And we sort of, we didn't cream our jeans immediately. We just sort of went, oh, maybe one day we'll turn it into a TV show, whatever. Uh, and then we just made these little shorts up on YouTube while we still were working full-time jobs. And then they wanted to take it the next step. And they said, look, we'd really want you to um, put a proposal together for a six episode series. And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No worries. No worries. This will never happen. We flew up to Sydney. We pitched. Uh, they pretty much fucking bought it in the room. It was like, it was all yeses all the way through. We came back. We didn't really think, it just kept progressing. Lawyers were sending us contracts and we're like, oh, okay. We got a letter of intent to broadcast and we're like, Ah, it still could fall apart. Um, you know, we're fighting on little terms in the contract and we're like, nah, 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 it's not going to happen. And then Seven invited us to a, um, uh, a corporate box at the footy and uh, it was Tim Werner, who was the, the CEO of Seven at the time, who was the guy that bought bags and, and, um, and got like hookers with the company card. So he was just one of the boys. When we rocked up, he was just like, welcome to the family. And just gave us a hug and we're like, we're home. This is amazing. <laughs> and we both, we both quit our jobs the next day. Um, we flew back to Melbourne the next day after going up to Sydney for that corporate box and came back. And then we were like, fuck it. We're going to have to quit. It looks like this show is actually going to fucking happen. Um, fuck me. And then nothing in our life really was any different. We were still doing it all from home. Um, and But we suddenly had a little bit of money in the bank account. And they were like, off you go. Make a TV show. And we still we had no idea what we were fucking doing. <laughs> Even this room that we're recording in right now, um, we told them in the pitch, we were like, we've got a studio built out the back. You know, we gave them the full razzle dazzle in, in the pitch. We're like, we're, we're ready to go. We got animators. We didn't, we got yeah. the fucking studio built out the back. We didn't. Um, so when we finally signed that contract and it was very real, we were like, fuck, we've got to build this shit. Like, we've got to start <laughs> from start. Um, and I think even the, one of the guys at, at the corporate box, he was like, so how's the writing going? And we were like, writing, we haven't even started. What are you fucking talking about? Like, <laughs> Fuck no. 
no, we're not starting until you start paying us. <laughs> and then it, that was it. Um, so it was a pretty, pretty scary endeavor, to be honest. It's a fucking, we stand by it. It was a miracle that we even delivered the fucking thing. Yeah. It's a miracle we even got that far. What an amazing story. Cause that's like, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the dream for me. It's like, you know, working a job that I don't really want to work. Oh, let's just put something in a few film festivals. Gets seen in the Guardian of all places. And then it's just the right connections, right place, right time. Probably the right title as well. Fighting ISIS. If Channel 7 probably just would have brushed over it if it was something different. Like if it was called, if, if you had called the series, Rigged Old Bogan rather than Fighting ISIS. Do you think Channel 7 would have even like looked twice or it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, c- cool. Unlikely. And like, we were pretty upset because it took us so long to do the first, like the first, the actual web series Fighting ISIS. Like when, when we first came up with the idea, ISIS was almost like a naughty word. It was so fucking hot. Um, everything, you, everything online, if it had ISIS in the title, it was click, click, click. Um, and then it took us so long to make it that ISIS kind of wasn't a problem anymore. So we were like, fuck, uh, it didn't actually get, didn't actually garner as much traffic as we thought it was going to get initially. Um, but I guess it still had, it still had a bit of, it got a few eyeballs, I guess. And you're right. Probably that's the reason why it got written up in the Guardian as well. Old Lukey Buckmaster uh, wrote us up. We owe Lukey Buckmaster a beer. Yeah. But I mean, there's so much luck, like so much luck was involved. And our entire strategy with Stepmates was, oh, we'll just try and make viral videos. And if we get big enough online, then someone in TV will rec- <laughs> like, we'll recognize it. We'll see it. Um, and then as it turns out, the guy that was actually sort of the gatekeeper for Channel 7, he doesn't even use social media. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't use YouTube, doesn't use Instagram or Facebook. Like he just reads the Guardian <laughs> and saw this Guardian article. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. So how the fuck? Our entire strategy was just fucked. We it just got totally lucky. It was totally fucked. But at, in first principles, it still works. It's just, you just got to keep making shit. Yeah. Um, you just got to keep making shit. You got to try and earn some sort of media. I guess if that's, if you want to get to channel seven, um, you know, chat, which is there's better places to get. Yeah. I don't, I don't recommend it. Um, you know, you might want to go, you might want to go somewhere else. Um, but for us, yeah, it was getting into the guardian. <laughs> Got us in it just channel seven. Um, but now even the fact that you just, you guys have had a TV show that in the mainstream media, just, you know, other channels, other production companies, et cetera, they're going to see that as a big thing because not many, you know, out of, you know, out of the the hundreds of pitches that get sent and done or pitched, the hundreds of pitches that get pitched to the channels, you know, not many make it through. Not many make it through. And but you got but you guys did, and that's more than so many people can say. Yeah, and I guess we can always because it was an inbound call for us. Like they wanted the show and then invited us to just come up and pitch. So all we had to do was kind of not fuck up completely. Um, so like, but we can turn that narrative whenever we pitch again and we're like, we did the impossible. We pitched, yeah, yeah, yeah. we pitched an adult comedy to channel seven. Uh Oh, but like, no one needs to know that they called us. We, we should probably stop telling podcasts yeah. <laughs> the actual truth. We should probably stop spilling our guts on that. But, um, well, it's a lot, it's a lot easier if you're not, ah! <laughs> our light just fell. The Sorry. lights. Trust it's, me. It's happened to me a million, million times. <laughs> it's a lot easier if you're not an inbound call either. Like if you are, sorry, if you are an inbound call, because you you don't, you can just go there and sort of be a little bit blase. Like, Hey, you called me. Like, yeah, you know, it's not. And we did, we, we, we ended up having a, a pitch was pretty loose. 
Um, and like we, we took a, we brought a producer with us who had been around in television for a long time. Um, and he was like, you've got to have a video guys. You've got to have a video. You need to show them some sort of like two minute, two minutes at the start of the pitch, just press play, blow their dicks off. Um, we went into the pitch. There was no table in the pitch. Like it was just like a fucking corporate exercise. It was like, all right, sit in the, sit in a circle. And it was like, sit on these chairs and we were like, oh, we've got a video to play. And they're like a video. And then we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sebi's holding the computer on his fucking lap. It's just a MacBook, and he sort of holds it there. And they sort of went like, wait, what? What are we looking at? And they just sort of like peered over and staring at Sebi's lap. We played the video, and they were like, okay, um, let's just talk about the show. Fuck, like, <laughs> it was in, it was an embarrassment. So it was like, <laughs> um, it was a completely different pitch to what you'd ever imagine. Um, and like, you know. I think we ended up causing like a little fight in there as well. Cause we were talking about like, uh, we wanted to do jokes about our little six year old daughter who was fucking 35 year old men and whatever. And there was oh, this like, fuck me. <laughs> old dude. <laughs> like, who's the head of production there. Is this South African guy. And he just, he, he stopped the pitch and he was just like, gosh, we can't, we can't. <laughs> and then they like had an internal fight. Like the head of comedy was like, yeah, no, we fucking can. And we're like, this is all right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess when we pitched it and we, we had no idea about budget, we, we got this production manager over in Perth uh, to help us out, put a budget together. And even she was just like, this is too fucked. Like, this is too cheap. Um, you guys aren't going to be making enough money. We were like, no, 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 this is how, we, this is how we'll do it. We, we're, we're the fucking cheapest in town. Uh, well, that, that was another thing as well, I think, helped us get us across the line is that, like, we thought about – what's the cheapest we can make it for because then we'll actually get in the door. Yeah. Like we were worried. We didn't want to overpitch it. We didn't want to make heaps of money off it. We just wanted to actually make the show. So we sat down and figured out, all right, well, what's the actual minimum? And if we just pitch that, then if they say no, like we did what we could. And the, the head of comedy is like 70 years old or whatever, <laughs> maybe 105 years old at, at channel seven. And he, when we told him the budget, he was like, give me a look. And it, we showed him the Excel spreadsheet again, still on Sebi's lap. <laughs> and the guy gets down on his fucking hands and knees in this room oh, and stares at the, at the budget. And he's like looking through it, like peering through the Excel spreadsheet. And then when we caught the lift out, uh, we said to that producer guy that we, we brought in with us, we we're like, so how do you reckon it went? He was like, well, yeah, you got, you got the dinosaur head of comedy to get down on his hands and knees to look at the butt. <laughs> I reckon it might've gone all right. <laughs> uh, oh. And then we went for some banana milkshakes and celebrated. It was, um, and then lost a lot of money on regular Bogan because we didn't pitch it. <laughs> enough. We just didn't make enough money uh, at Fuck all. Fuck me. Oh, that, <laughs> with, very- the, with the production of it, I just wanted to, because it's, as you said, it's it's cheap. It was cheap, it's cheap to produce. You know what I mean? I was like, it's nothing fucking spectacular, really. It's just it's a situational comedy in you know, in animation, and it's not the hardest thing. I'm not saying it's like that. Show. I'm trying to pump you up, you guys up without you know kicking. It's not, yeah, it's not, in, it's not Rick and Morty or Studio Ghibli, oh, God, no. but like like you know. But do you think that sort of um because of that, that's also a reason why they decided to mark you guys as, and I, this is everywhere I saw regular old Bogan. It was like, oh, it's like Australia's answer to South Park and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. I also think like that's probably the only, it's either South Park or Rick and Morty is like the only 
animated yeah, show yeah, that yeah, is really yeah, marketed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and we hated that fucking comparison. And we actually begged them. So we had a, a what's called a green light meeting where it was probably three months into production. We went up and basically sat in a big boardroom with them and, and showed them some material and stuff. And their marketers were sitting there at the time and they were like, guys, what do you think of this? Like, you know, um, this will make South Park blush. And then we were like, please don't say that. Like, that's the worst possible way you could introduce It's cringe. I'm sorry. I hate using that word, but fuck. That is the cringiest And we begged them. We were like, do not say that. And then in the room, they were just like, but why? Like, it, it just makes sense. Like, it's like South Park looks the same. And we, like, we just kept going back to them. Like, please, please, please don't say it. Please don't. Please don't put us anywhere in comparison to South Park. Like, we don't want that. I don't, we don't think it's a good move. And they were just like, trust us, trust us, trust us. And they, at they, the end of the day, they've got control over it they do yeah they had control over how it was marketed and um the thing is like they're not south park fans like they just sort of know it from a distance so they don't appreciate it for being like the best animated comedy of all time like you know it's like we we had an early uh metaphor where it was like it was like a kid playing guitar and he comes out on stage you're like oh this guy's gonna make Jimi hendrix blush it's like that is the worst possible way you could introduce someone who plays guitar yeah like it was it it was dumb. Everyone who saw that ad or heard that comparison watched that first episode and went, well, this better be fucking good. Exactly. Uh, the it expectation. Never, it was never oh, meant yeah. to be that. We told them from the, the word cult was used several times in, in the pitch document. It's, it was always meant to fly under the radar. It was The first season was never meant to be spectacular because the show's built with this economy of scale that it was like, let us get our bearings for the first season. It's so cheap to make. So might as well buy seven of them. Let's do seven seasons and we'll get better as we go. And it'll get stronger and stronger. Once we've got the characters locked mm -hmm. in and the stories are, is efficiencies and the whole thing's going to get better. And we talked about it. It was like the, the most important part of the show is the regular in regular old Bogan. It just keeps coming at you and it keeps getting mm -hmm. better. Um, but they, they pushed out this first season as if it was going to have to blow your fucking head apart. Yeah, it was um, like the six best episodes of South Park you've ever seen in one little fucking yeah. container. And we're like, no, it's not that. And we got like a call from him going like, we're going to promo you guys during the AFL grand final. And like, that should be a fucking dream come true. And we were like, fuck, don't. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> don't advertise the show at all. Please. Yeah. Uh. Because it's interesting because that's how bloody with South Park, it's first season, 1999, I believe, or maybe it was 97 on Comedy Central. And it was never meant to be this massive thing, like really, like all it was, was Trey Parker, Matt Stone, what? They sent out some Christmas card. They got picked up, yep. made a season of a show. I think it was like the shortest season. That they've, oh, maybe it was the shortest season. Probably not. But it was very, like it was a short season, nothing special, but it became that cult classic and now it's grown into, you know, one of the biggest animated shows of all time. That could have yeah. been you guys, but Seven fucked that up. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. Like, we uh, are definitely not those guys. We were, we were just trying to make our own show. Like, we were just yeah, of trying course. to... Hmm. We are trying to yeah. make our own thing. And, yeah, it, you're right, though. It needed, it needed its time to develop beyond the first season. It was meant to just... Honestly, it was meant to scoot under the radar. It was meant to be on at, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night on Seven, mate, just hidden away... It was going to garner a, a very small but loyal audience. It was never meant to get this sort of prime time blitz that it got with like, you've got to check out this show. Um, Australia, finally Australia's got an animated comedy that's going to make South Park blood. It was fucked. 
Um, plus the show's also not that offensive. Like it, it really isn't like seven still talk to us today about it in terms of like the sales side. And they're like, you know, it's a, it is a tough sale guys because it's very blue. It's very offensive. And we're like, but it's really not, to be honest, it's on the scale of things. It's really not that offensive. We can do a lot. We can, we can make it a lot more offensive, (laughs) but that's, that wasn't the goal here. We were actually just trying to do fairly decent 22 minute narratives um, and show some decent character arcs. Uh, that to us was a bit harder than just coming out and doing, you know, ScoMo gets a, a gender transition. Um, for, you know, it, yeah. you can, we can be offensive if you want, but that's kind of easy. And that was kind of the show that was on before us, Housos. That's just deliberately offensive mm. um, without any of the the narrative, albeit it is the, the greatest comedy it's of all time. It's one of the time. greatest comedies of, of all time. Is, is, is clearly the best comedy ever, ever written, but um, which also didn't help us. Do you know what I mean? The way Seven sort of delivered the whole thing after Housos as well. Uh, after Housos, you're probably not in the mood for a cartoon. Um, you're probably not. No, no way. I don't know what I don't know what you're in the mood for after Housos. Suicide, because <laughs> because there'll never because be, there'll never be a greater show than the one you just watched. You've you've peaked. It's very true. You've Suicide, because you, 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 why be in why, the entertainment why? industry? Yeah, why you've never seen anything again. Exactly. Uh, you guys with the toilet break, you know, they'll stick around yeah, for yeah, Housos. Yeah. Exactly. You can even want to miss the ads, just in case they might miss one second of Housos. And it's like, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this regular old bogan? It's like trying to follow Bill Burr. You can't do it. You can't do it. No, you can't just kill yourself. Just kill yourself. Let's say you guys had the choice. Like, you know, you guys are the most powerful men in all of media and you guys have got to go, okay, season two, we can put this on any network, any, oh, you know, video on demand service, any platform, yep. um, Australian or, well, I guess anywhere really, if it's Australian or, um, you know, in the, um, a North American sort of channel, where would you prefer to have regular old Bogan or even just a, a brand new show if that's what you guys would prefer to do? Yeah, well, because there, there is a part of regular old Bogan where it's like, these are the first characters we ever drew when we didn't know how to draw and we didn't know what we were doing. So it was a big, it was a big journey for us after, after the show finished and, and sort of rated poorly. Like we had to sit down and sort of pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and say like, you know what, like we can actually do better than regular old Bogan. Like we don't, season two isn't the goal. Like we just want to make a better sort of cartoon. That being said, if there was a regular old Bogan season two, streamers are definitely the way to go like regular tally is dead it's gone it's it's completely fucked like even even something like you know michael cusack is fucking killing it at the moment like he's on adult swim and adult swim is probably the coolest channel um that's not a streamer at the moment but he made like you know yolo crystal fantasy no one's really seen it in australia like the general public haven't seen it because it can't air here. Mm. Like it needs to be on a streamer. It needs to be on one of the big, you know, the Netflix or the, the fucking stand. We don't really get Hulu here. Um, I'll tell you where I'd be, Maddie, and, I, and I'll, I'll be completely frank with you on this one. Amazon Prime. <laughs> they've got Amazon money to Prime. burn. <laughs> I, they've got money to burn. We've, we, we've heard whispers, right, about a documentary that was getting made. And Amazon Prime, had they didn't want to officially green light the documentary but they gave the gang, like the production crew, $1 million unconditionally and said, here's a million bucks. Just go start. Just get some radios, get some catering, get some fucking shit set up. 
we can't officially green light it yet, but when we do, uh, we'll just kick it off with a proper budget. But here's a million bucks to get you started. And if we don't end up green lighting, you don't have to pay us back. I want that sort of money. <laughs> Holy fucking they're, they're shit. Quiet, they're the quiet players too, because they're, you know, they've got that Bezos money. Yeah, they got that big head Bezos money. Um, I need that fucking money, that but tech also, money. Also, their shows are sick. Like they're doing the, yeah. Lord, the Lord of the Rings show. The boys, that was their flagship, like their tent pole show. Yeah. And the boys is fucking sick. It's so edgy and like. And like we'll never get risks. anything on Apple. Netflix, I'm not sure about anymore. Um, you know. Fucking Amazon Prime's fucking killing it. Yeah. Binge. There's no point being on this. There's, there's so binge. many new ones popping up as well. Like. <laughs> Fuck binge, man. <laughs> what is binge? <laughs> Who it's, binge? It's, it's stream ocean uh, right. or whatever the fuck they are. Right. It's uh, what are, what's their what's their other platform? Matt, are you, oh, are you, kind of, kind of, honestly, yeah, I can't even remember <laughs> off the top of my head. In all honesty, it's it's blanking at the back of my head. Um, Tubi. That's where I want to be. Tubi. Oh, yeah. Tubi. Tubi. We probably can't talk much about Tubi, but um, they're, they're imminently going to buy regular old Bogan, I believe. Um, really? That's commercial in confidence, but yeah, oh they're, 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 on, they're on the money, um, which would be very funny if, if they did do that because uh, more people won't see it. So you don't guys don't think that Netflix would take a chance on a regular old Bogan? So like, obviously, they're like, fun. you know, Auntie Donna's just got a show, but also yeah, they also put out yeah. a lot of shit. Yes. So it's like, yeah. it's a happy, the happy medium. Um, no, 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 Netflix have passed, officially passed. And, uh, channel seven told us this is where we got the feedback that it was, it was too offensive. It was, uh, it was too blue and we went bullshit. Um, because again, it's like we sold the IP to channel seven, you know, for this whole thing. So they technically own the show, which mm. means they'll have to make decisions around marketing, which they blundered. And they're now making decisions around sales, which I'm certain they're blundering as well. Um, because they're probably walking in there and going, guys, we've got the new South Park kicking down the doors, yeah, putting yeah. their dicks on the boardroom table. You know, they're talking about how this is the most offensive thing. And then they're rolling out one of our episodes and it's underwhelming whoever they're showing it to. Um, and I, I, that should never have been the sales tactic. Uh, so that's probably what's happening with, with regular old Bogan at the moment. So now that's an interesting thing to bring up. So like, let's go with Auntie Donna. They got a show on Netflix. But it's the Auntie Donna brand. It's the Auntie Donna, um, you know, while Netflix does own the IP for that, obviously, you know, they're not going to, um, Auntie Donna aren't losing anything out on that. But you guys don't have the IP to regular old Bogan. And I think there's, I, I believe I remember seeing in some Screen Australia newsletter or something like that. And it might even have to be, it might have actually been something to do with Auntie Donna and they were involved somehow, but it was Australian creators and Australian producers keeping the IP to the, the, the things they make and they can make, you know, a living off their stuff rather than just, you know, selling it to a network gets canned after a season. What do you, is that what you guys want to do? Do you, would you rather make stuff that you can just keep the IP to grow off that? I think if you're a little guy, you've got to sell the IP. Like, that's just how it is. Hilariously, mate. <laughs> we spoke about this just before Channel 7 called. Literally, before Channel 7 called, we sat around going, fuck, I don't reckon we want to do these characters anymore. Like, I reckon we're done with this shit. Let's change it up. Let's do something completely different. And we so were putting in motion. Okay. We were going to get rid of it anyway. We were going to fucking dump it and do something different. 
um, within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then Channel 7 called and they were like, we ended up having this little spat in the boardroom about it because we were like, we would like to retain the IP. And they went, well, that's not fucking happening. Um, and we sort of had this little standoff for a moment. Uh, and then we were like, all right, you can have it. And then... <laughs> It was it was a complete bluff. Really. I remember we were going to get rid of it. We told our producer who was in the room with us afterwards, like as we were walking out, and we were like, "Ah, we were just going to get rid of these characters anyway." <laughs> and he was like, "Excuse me, like, yeah. wait, you just like, sold them to a network?" Like, ah, no, they're pretty. Sure. We're about to trade her in anyway. It was fine. Like, yeah, sure, you can have my my car, my pride and joy. So, <laughs> um, I, I guess that's the, that's that's the key is if you are a creator, it's just you've got to. Uh, I don't ever believe in putting too much stock in anything you do, like. Um, you should never believe your best stuff's already behind you or currently what you're working on. It's always going to be the best thing. You, sh- you should always think your best stuff's well and truly ahead of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you can come up with it once, you can come up with it again. That's, that's the idea. Like, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, we, we, we almost, we, for about five minutes, we have this feeling of like, oh, we've come up with a great idea. And then five minutes after that, it's the worst fucking thing we've ever thought of. Um, and that's, I think, I think that's the right creator's journey. Uh, that's the way you should be. So I don't, I don't have a problem selling IP. I'll probably in future want some, I think the, the key takeaway for me is I will want some sort of stake and, a, and I would want to make sure it's written in a contract somewhere that our opinion actually holds a little bit more weight when it comes to things like marketing, delivery and sales. I think they're the, they're the three big things that I'd make sure that we actually uh, have a bit more contribution to. And now that we've done it before and we've seen how it can go so poorly and how it can go so wrong, I think, uh, I think we, we've got a good case to answer if we want to actually argue for that stuff in the future. What's the dream then? Like, is it, is it making just, is it, is it making solely animated stuff? Let's start with that. Is it, is that it? It's, it's to be on this podcast. This is it, mate. Of after this, after this, it's suicide, baby. After this, it's done. It's, I was just going to say, you guys can end it now. And then, you know, that gives me a bit of a boost. People are like, oh, what podcast did did, he, did, did that they, guy who made that, that like, shitty seven show? They did. It's so good. Um, what is, what is, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it changes. That's the funny thing. It's like for 10 years, the dream was to have a TV show. And then you get it and you're like, fuck, this is a fucking nightmare. Like what, what? After the Scott Dooley gig that we did where we lost the camera and we had such a fucking spat with fucking Scott Dooley, our first goal was to become a bigger social phenomenon <laughs> than Scott Dooley. That yeah. was our only goal. Was we just needed to somehow be <laughs> somehow needed to surpass Scott Dooley. And I think I think we're there. Um yeah. fuck Scott Dooley. And then and then it was like, yeah, let's make this TV show. But now um, it's to make a good, it's to make a successful. Yeah, make TV a successful show. TV show. That's the next one. Um, um, but you know, things have things have changed as well. It's like we, because we've, um, you know, as we were saying before, it's like you, you get a TV show. It's like you do actually get opportunities come from that. And, and we we did some work on Holy Moly. We did some animated segments for that. We're getting some other work coming through. So now we're trying to build out, I guess, the the infrastructure of what we'll use to make the next show. Because before. When we were making uh, regular Bogan, we had it was just us and a couple of animators, and that was it. Um, and now we've got an opportunity to sort of build up those animators, and we know what we're doing, and hopefully we get another opportunity like Rob, and then we're ready for it. We've got we've got the people, we've got the infrastructure. We like we'd never we'd never produced anything of that magnitude before. Uh, we learned to fuckload throughout the whole process, uh, and we did it through COVID as well. So it was like even harder again. Um, it was like resistance training, learning how to swim in yogurt 
Um, and then we'd never written for 22 minutes, even though we told them that we had, we had no, we had, we'd never written a 22 minute show or a format before we pretty much did it all by ourselves. Um, and you know, like Sebi was saying, like all the opportunities are sort of opening up now and delivery is not even a question that they ask about anymore. Or like, I remember when, when you're pitching around initially, it's like, yeah, but can you guys actually do that? Can you guys actually deliver what you promise? Um, that just doesn't seem to be a question anymore, which is really cool. Uh, we had a, we had a call with, um, Bill Burr's production company over in the States and they literally, they were just like, they didn't even ask whether it was possible, whether we could animate and put a show together, either a pilot or even a full series. They just went, what do you want to make? Like, what's, what's the idea? And like for a creator, that's the, that's pretty much a dream come true. Um, and for us, I guess, a a dream for us would just be a future in this shit, some element of solvency. That'd be really nice. Um, and then whatever on top of that, that we get is just a really a bonus. If we make something that's awesome, um, make something that makes a bit of a splash or, uh, puts a bit of a stamp on either the Australian industry or the, or something for the world, then that's just, that's awesome. That's gravy. But, uh, we really just want to keep working. That'd be nice. Yeah. Keep the walls in the door. Yeah. That, that's a dream, isn't it? Make a little money, but make a little money doing what you want to do as well. Like you guys, you know, you could be working at a McDonald's like me, but you're not. So you guys are doing really good and I'm really proud of you guys. Um, Nothing wrong with working at Macca's, man. That's a no, noble job. Look, it's it's a it is a fucking nice. It's a noble job. I fucking know that. <laughs> uh, I I get people tell me all the time, like it's like it's good to see someone care about their job, and I tell them like I don't really care. I'm just you know treat. I'm just, I'm just treat. Well, actually, I, I probably shouldn't say this. It's like you know I'm just treating you like a human being. You know what I mean? Like I'm just treating you like good people. You come in what, happy. What you leave happy. You what, what do you do? Are you on the? Are you on the? Are you on the on the grill? Are you assembling burgers or are oh, you? Oh, bro, the- I'm running the whole shift. I'm the I'm the manager, mate. I'm the one who runs the show. You look oh, like yes. a manager. Yeah. You look Do like I- a McDonald's. <laughs> manager. I don't know what it is about you, but you've got this air about you. That's I'm so sorry this happened to you, sir. I'm oh. so sorry this happened to you, sir. I've I've, I've probably spoken to you before. Oh, and some- <laughs> you, you honestly, you probably have. <laughs> is this pig fat? How long has this been sitting here? Is this pig fat? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I've I've had to like I've had to deal with. A lot of shitty customers and it's just you know you just gotta you know smile and apologize and like you know sorry that do you know how many times i've had to hand out i've had people come back and say yeah there's no there's no chicken on my mcchicken and i'm like oh sorry about that mate i'll get some chicken go to my kitchen what the fuck are you guys doing there's three ingredients on a mcchicken it's 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 mayonnaise it's lettuce <laughs> you forgot the and fucking third bit <laughs> uh, did they do that or did this scumbag take the chicken out and Eat the it. customer's always right? Is that what's going on here? Honestly, that guy, he was a bit of a, bit of a shifty looking bloke, shifty eyes. You know, I would love, I would love to hear the, the stories from McDonald's that you can't tell. Oh, the ones many. that you would, would actually get in trouble if you, uh. Yeah. Have you ever had to sign a Mick NDA? Not yet. But those days, I can feel it. I can feel they're very, they're very, very soon. And when I, one one day when I get to be able, to, when I'm able to quit McDonald's, oh, I'm revealing all. And of course, I'll clickbait as a podcast episode. Of course, that's what I'm going to do. Holy I'm, shit! Yeah, you can I'm do that. Brilliant man. Oh. What's the best thing you've made in the kitchen? Have you told him like, don't knock me up a fucking? I want a, a quarter pounder with a fucking fillet of fish on top and a meat chicken, and put some Big Mac sauce on that bitch. What do you? What have you done? 
I'm fucking, I'm, I'm not crazy like that. Oh, just give me, actually, you know what? I might get a burger and you know what? This might actually like blow your mind, but instead of getting it on a bun, I'll get it on a wrap instead. Like, can you, can you fucking believe like that's revolutionary? Well, what sort of burger you took? Like a quarter oh, pounder? No, like a classic Angus and I'll add some more, some barbecue uh, sauce and, you know, wrap it real yeah. tight. Hey, it's still doing this fucking gourmet. Remember when it was like there was a chef in every Macca's? Oh, yeah, the oh, chef. The, the, C, the CYT. I remember that. And What's it was like. It's real back to corporate talk. What's CYT? Yeah, so CYT was create your own. Oh, create your create own. The, that's oh, yeah. So oh. is that done? Is that done? Oh, they did. They finished that ages ago because it's like, you know what? We can make gourmet burgers in the kitchen on the line. And instead of taking like 20 fucking minutes, yeah. it'll take 30 seconds. And, you know, yeah. they're not they're not exactly right. But, you know, but like when we had CYT, it was like we had a specific bun toast and you cook all the meat fresh. And then sometimes there'll be two people in the kitchen, a dining room full of, full of people and there's three CYT orders. And it's like, fuck, who the fuck's going to get around to putting down all this fresh meat and fresh fries and fresh bun and a bunch of bullshit. I'm probably yeah. just serve I'm, it on like mm. a fucking it's contradictory. paddle. Like, what is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking oh, paddle. yes. The fucking yeah. paddle, and then the you know the like the 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 um skewer through the middle with little the little flag at the top right, as well. Flag. It's not what you go to Mac is for. You go for a dirty rotten Big Mac. You go oh, exactly. for the fucking picking the pickles out and throwing them against the window. <laughs> you want the pig fat. That's what you want. That's what you go to McDonald's for. You don't go there to feel good. You go there to feel shitty about yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. You want to feel like a piece of shit afterwards. That's what they're all yeah. about. That's what I'm paying for. That's what I'm paying for. Yeah. That's what I'm paying for. <laughs> oh. Is diarrhea. Exactly right. That's the feeling that I want to have when I get home after having McDonald's. Uh, after we, before we do sum up, not after we sum up, look, we haven't even finished, boys, because I have. Look, one thing I want to mention before was like you guys went sort of like, oh, let's film stuff. And then you sort of had to resort to animation because you fuck your, your camera equipment. I was the complete opposite. When I was a 17, 18 year old boy, watched South Park, all these adult swim shows. I've got a show called um, Arcee McGee, some adult swim show that nobody's ever heard of. And I'd binge the shit out of that shit because I loved animation. Animation is my is my first love. Yeah. But I I have, do not have the patience. <laughs> I did not have the patience to be an animator whatsoever. So I had to resort to getting people to film stuff with me. So I did my own... Um, mockumentary series, Marty's in that show. Piece of shit. Yeah. Please do not Google it. Just look, just just ignore that. But I've seen a couple of them actually. Oh really? I have seen. Yeah, yeah. I think well, because I think we've been following each other for a while now. Maybe it was me, yeah. or maybe it was on the stepmates account. Yeah, I think it but was. I've seen a couple of those clips. Yeah, yeah. No, but I actually wrote. Well, I did, I wrote a um, I put together three animated shows that I wanted to make. And they're all going to be web series and I was all going to animate them myself and all this shit obviously didn't happen. But I wanted to get your opinion on these three shows that I wrote if you guys are up for the, the yeah, challenge. Can we, okay. can we have the opportunity to buy the IP? Of course. Of course you fucking can. And let me get Fuck my... You. Let's get my Notion up. My Notion's got all my notes. Um, bloody good app. Let's, um, today's episode is sponsored by Notion. Use... Um, Use promo code Onwe at checkout. Is it is it pronounced Onwe, Sebastian? Is it is it definitely p- pronounced Onwe? I heard that. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're- laughs> 
Look, it's right. all right. It's all, it's all right. It's all right. It's on way. And on way. That's very French. It's Look, very it, it French. is very French. You know podcast with a frog. And you are. Because when you said it before, I was like, I need to correct this guy. <laughs> Look, he's and got it uh, wrong. <laughs> Look, it's all right to be wrong. It's all right to be wrong. <laughs> Should have you should have rolled your eyes and um excuse me. Uh, it's I, actually pronounced you why pronounced it wrong for fucking six years. <laughs> Holy shit. Um okay. So here's my here's my first show. And this is the first show. I think I had this idea when I was like fucking sixteen years old. I'm like, you know what? This is the idea that's gonna make me famous. Okay. So there's a um okay, it's called Real Friends. Um, oh fuck. I haven't read these for like three years. I'm nearly 25 now and I haven't looked back at these in so long. Um, no, real fr- no, pitch him with passion, mate. Pitch him with passion. Pitch him like your 16 year old self. Like your, your livelihood's on the line. Well, it is on the line now. You guys are going to buy the IP if you like it that much. Yeah. So. Buy the IP. Could happen. Not for much. Dreams come not, for, not, not for much. much. For <laughs> pennies. Okay, here we go. Real Friends follows the surreal lives of college dropout Andy Woods, his illegitimate son Jake, and high school best friend turned slacker Calvin C.J. Johnson, living in a two-bedroom apartment in the inner city. Their antics often involve their neighbours, including former Bollywood child star Sanjay Bandari, local news anchor Nate Peterson, and Asian restaurant owner Mihan Lau, as in like Mihan Lo, because... Asians have small penises. Um, so the, just to give a bit of an idea of what they look like. Okay. So Andy is just like, he's the, he's the, he's a plain white guy. Um, he's just like awkward sort of guy. And his best friend is CJ and he's an African-American and he wears a orange onesie and he's like dressed like a, a cat onesie because in his previous, his previous job was working on a child's, TV show and he got fired for um, you know getting drunk on air and look I made this when I was 16 I never said it was going to be good um, oh, and you've, like, you've drawn yeah. the African American man in an orange jumpsuit as if he's in prison <laughs> yeah, no. oh it. shit didn't think about that didn't think no, about no, that no, no, I'm in yeah, you lost me early Matt but you got me back keep going um, the only like you know, there's there's the Asian guy, um, and the only joke is that his name is Mihan Lao because he's got he's a got small a penis. Small You've got yeah, yourself yeah. fifteen dollars. <laughs> and that's that, that's it. That that's all I got. Um, hey, man, uh, hey, that, I've got I've got episodes bad. idea and everything, but and I actually um had a script write written up and everything, yeah. and yeah. it's it's brilliant. Yeah, diversity, you got the diversity there. There you go. It's you won't win the feminists with that one, but you no. win the diverse uh, the diverse crowd. Surely the ABC would pick this up. Maybe ABC comedy on the on ABC Review. You would have lost him in that first line where it was like Andy Wood, white male, and it was like get the fuck out of here. They would have just the fucking door. They would have cracked. But the diversity's coming. There's an African American. Look, he could be Aboriginal if we needed him to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the pitch. Look, he's white, but he can be Aboriginal. But he can be if we need to. And he's incarcerated, friend. (laughs) So much fun. I was going to pitch in my other ideas, but that it's not coming. But I'm not, no, because they're, they're that bad. I realized that's my best one. But yeah, that's 10, great. Would you, what would you I, say? Give, um, it, give me an honest rating. I'll tell you what, the, the one thing, uh, what, the one thing, because it's all set in a two bedroom apartment, right? That mm. is the, the, the number one thing that you don't want to, I don't reckon that that's the one place you don't want to set it. I think Why we is need that? to have a brainstorm about where else we can set it. Because a share house or an apartment, like a friend style living, it is the most overpitched 
uh, setting for a show that anyone gets. Everyone starts there and goes like, all right, so it's a share house or it's a two-bedroom apartment or something like that. I reckon we need to broaden the scope a bit. I think maybe the reason why people do that is because when you get to writing a concept or you want to write a pitch, you are living in a share house. And so you're like, wow, this is the experience that everyone has. But I don't think that's... I reckon we need to think about something else that brings all these people together, whether it be work, working at Macca's or some sort of pig fat industry fast food that only sells pig fat or something. And they all work together there or something like that. That could be interesting. We just need to throw. We just need to throw the ball around a little bit on where where's that place that these individual characters come together. That's actually not the worst idea I've heard in the world. <laughs> like imagine they all work together at a I don't know like a, I don't know a, a Denny's. Let's just call it a Denny's. Obviously, you know, can't use a Denny's. But they all work at a Denny's, and um, you know, um, Andy's like just you know one of the guys who works out the front, and then CJ is the the guy who flips the burgers out the back, and um, former child, former like Bollywood you know. child star. You're yeah, right what you know. Andy's right fucking up the front dealing Mac with people. Is. It's at a place called like Lil Pigs. And that's all they there do. We is go. They and it's just, you know, maybe that's the name of the show now, Lil Pigs. You know what I mean? You know, the beauty is though, if you're going to release this on YouTube, you can use Denny's. You can set it in a McDonald's. It doesn't yeah, matter. You're not you breaking any anymore. laws. You're not, you're not, you know. It's just a fight, but man, just a dispenser of pig fat. And it's just openly pig fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> What a great now with now with ten percent more pig fat, of yeah, course. Like that's what everyone wants. Locking up to get it because it tastes delicious. They'll ignore the fact that it's pig fat. That's oh. that's a, a beautiful comment on society as well. Bloody brilliant! What a great way to end the podcast, guys. Bit of, you know, bucks, and mate. please, nobody steal that idea. Fifteen <laughs> bucks in the IP's ours, and um, yeah, we'll get we'll get rocking and rolling. We'll get this done for you. We're actually in the place now where we're doing that sort of shit. We we actually want to. Um, you know, put some development packs together. We're doing it for a couple of other little formats. I think we've got two on the burner, three on the burner at the moment um, that we're slowly developing and doing as well. So chuck this one on the burner, mate. Little pigs, let's get it up and going. Let's get some fucking cash for it. Get some development money. We're going to Amazon Prime. We're going to get it done. We're going to Bezos. We're going to Bezos. Do you Fuck like yes. fucking women, Matty? Because you're going to get a lot of them. I've never fucked one in my life. So this is going to be the greatest not in my fucking life <laughs> guys this is amazing i can't believe this this opportunity oh uh, mate thanks for having us uh, honestly we're gonna go kill ourselves now so thank you very yeah, much thank you you've made it it's this a dream it. come true that's not the first time i've ended a podcast with someone to kill themselves, so. <laughs> boys bloody beautiful thanks for coming on boys on we bring round of applause Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by Ennui. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an Ennui Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at ennui.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>